Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Bring one, hang up the phone to let me know you made it home. Don't want nothing to be wrong with part-time lover. If she's with me, I'll blink the lights to let you know tonight's the night for me and you, my part-time lover. We are undercover, passion on the run. Chasing love Sing. up against the sun. We are strangers by day, lovers by night. Knowing it's so wrong, but feeling so right. If I'm with friends and we shouldn't meet, just pass me by. Don't even speak. Know the words discreet. With part-time lovers. But if there's some emergency, have a male friend to ask for me. So then she won't peek. It's part-time lover. Let me tell you about how them, let me tell you how them old niggas was creeping and trifling. Steve and Steve L. Okay. Because you know I am a big Steve Lynn fan, okay? Um... Steve Lind of Detroit, Michigan, a.k.a. Stevie Wonder. He is one of my, he is my Pinnacle Peak favorite artist of all time. But that song was about living the what? Trife life. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. <laughs> How are you this week, sister girl? I have no complaints. I am safe and I have what I need. Amen. Thank you. Same. Same. Um, how did you spend your weekend actually? What did you do? Um, I mean, I didn't do much. Honestly, I had a few um uh a few errands to run and some things mm -hmm. to take care of around the house. Uh the cleaning lady came. Um the clean up woman. And it was a great time. A gratin. What did I do with mine? <laughs> um, I seem to have You better channel your inner me. Yeah, how was your week? I'm so sorry. I'm a little distracted. Mm -mm. You're fine. My week was good. Made it to Atlanta um, for yes. the final celebration of Tristan's 40th birthday this year. Of course. Uh, we went to go see Young Jeezy perform live with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, and which was looked a black amazing. ass. Thank you so much. I will speak more in detail in my petty peeve. Um, not about the show itself or the weekend in full but you'll see um okay All right. but yes i but the the show itself and the weekend um was a great weekend we spent some time with my parents I we saw spent that. some time with each other 
Um, and it was just a nice, quick in and out, eat some good food, enjoy some time together, enjoy a little bit of time with loved ones, and then go back home. Wondrous. And, and to see young Jeezy perform in a tuxedo, like, stop it. You I mean, know what I'm saying? What a wonderful time to be alive. It really was. I almost forgot he was married to Jenny Mai. Almost briefly for one moment, huh? For like two seconds. I was Ooh. like, it's so black up in here. I love it. I feel like, hold on. But <laughs> and then it was like, oh, man. I was like, oh, man, I forgot uh, Judy May is at the crib. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. So rude. I am being rude. Um, no, I had a really good time. And you know what was really lovely was you could tell even at this at this point in his career, right? Because. Jeezy's been in our lives now, I mean, since minimum 03, mm. minimum, I think I'm giving it. Um, and I, I could I could be very wrong with that. But clearly that's a that's a that's a, a career of longevity. That's 20 years at this point. Yes. And to see him go from Mr. 17.5, Jeezy the Snowman, um, promoting uh, selling drugs in the community and how he got to where he is. He's he's taken that, he's pivoted, and you've, we've watched his growth to him evolve into a real estate mogul and doing a lot for the city that he came up in. And it was beautiful to see that even 20 years later in his career, 20-ish later or whatever in his career, he was grateful to be where he was. He's like, I never thought a kid, as a kid from Atlanta, I'd be standing on stage with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. And I thought that was a really beautiful thing. Um, so all jokes aside, I was really it was it was beautiful to be in a room uh, full of black people in good looking clothes, rapping Jeezy lyrics and like to see him celebrate himself in that way mm -hmm. and to just see a moment where he felt very proud of himself, I think, was just a really awesome thing to witness. So we had a we had a really great time. We had a dope time. I love that. Yeah, we had a good ass time. Um and I think with that being said, sis, maybe we head on over to the trash since we have caught up. Yes. Let's head over. Oh, let's do it. All right. It is time for the basura, basura, cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha-cha. Um, so I want to start off on a happy note. Um, we need more. Of shout this. out. To, we need more Yeah, we do need notes. some. We need some some happy notes because um, we're not, you know, there's a lot happening in the world. So first and foremost, shout out to the Eagles for winning the NFC championship. Philly, baby. But full, baby, come on, Philly. And I know all of my Eagles fans, Antoinette lost her mind in addition to everybody else who was out here rooting for the Eagles. And I just think that Philly deserves wins. So I'm happy for you all. I don't know shit about football, but I'm very happy for you all. And I used to have a giant crush on Randy Moss. Really? Um, yeah, you know, I used to like him kind of dirty looking. <laughs> um, and then, but also shout out to history being made. Because Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are the are to become the first black starting quarterbacks in the NFL for the Super Bowl. Wonderful. And I think that, to face off at the Super Bowl. And I think that's so unbelievably awesome. Um, and I'm really excited for them. And um, I guess I'm going to go for Philly because it's the closest thing to home. Um, so, you know, in the conversation of biopics oh, biopics whatever you want to call them um <laughs> biopics mm -hmm. 
Michael Jackson's nephew, Jafar, is due to play him in an upcoming biopic. Is that Jermaine's boy? Let's see who Jafar belongs to. Something tells me with that name that he does, because... I think he is. Jermaine, the nigga who's been painting his hair on for the past however long, Jermaine definitely would name his child uh, (laughs) Jafar. Um, Who does Jafar Jackson belong to? Belong to is hilarious. That is such a black thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that boy belong to? Jackson. Who does oh yep? See, look, uh a search that gives you who you need. Okay, yep. Jafar Jackson, 26, the King of Pop's nephew and son of Jermaine Jackson, has been cast to play the main role in Antoine Fuqua's film about Michael's life. Now, I just listen, you know, great that you all got somebody so close to home. He does represent uh, an era of uh, Michael Jackson's um life. Uh, in 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 um, appearance, mm-hmm. uh, in legacy, and but also in appearance, like there is a period in time where Michael did look like Jafar. Howsoever, <laughs> I, and we've had this conversation, but I think it's worth bringing up it bringing up again. I was alive, popping, and sneaking black and miles when the very first <laughs> Jackson Five American Dream movie dropped. Two nights on ABC, I believe it was. It was a two-night extravaganza. And let me tell you something. If you missed it, you didn't know when the next time you were going to see it was. If you did not get to it and you did not record it on your VCR, VCR. then you were, not, you were not going to see it until it came out one and a half to two years later on VHS <laughs> because that's what used to happen to us. We used to have to wait. If you missed a movie when it came out in the theaters, you missed a movie that came on TV or you were not going to get it on VHS until a minimum of one year later. Minimum. Minimum. Okay. So anyway, I remember when that two night um, extravaganza happened for us all. And we gathered as a, as a, a people as a country and sat in front of our TVs for two nights straight and watched Jackson five and American dream. And that for me is the only biopic that I'm ever going to need. Was that considered a biopic? Probably not okay. because I'd be wrong, but <laughs> all I'm saying is that is all I needed of the Jackson life. Because it was everything. It was everything. It gave us quotables. Be like, you're a liar and you're a cheat. And I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you no more. You know what I'm saying? I can't. Butter pecan ice cream gives me two memories. One of my grandfather and one of Joseph Jackson getting ready to deceive Catherine and sending her to the supermarket for butter pecan ice cream because he wanted to talk on the phone to his floozy and cheat. Losing. And she cussed him out and then she limped off. Losing. And so, floozy, home wrecker. <laughs> Let me stop. I'm just playing. <laughs> we know shit happens. But Joseph was out here creeping and Joseph was did not have Catherine's intentions for good. And that is all of the Jackson 5 that I need to see. I wonder, is, is Jafar's <clears throat> participating in this biopic, does that mean that the family's on board? 
I would assume so. I can't imagine. Now, granted, listen, weird shit happens in families all the time. But I can't imagine that it is not an approved biopic if Jafar is playing the role of his uncle. Mm -hmm. That is, but that also is off of the assumption that they were on good terms or like, you know, like I said, weird shit happens in family. Hell, Prince didn't have a, a, a will and neither did Aretha. So... That's not a confirmation, but it's an assumption. All right. That the estate is on board with this and behind it. But Antoine Fuquay, um, who is responsible for a number of, uh, I think I want to say maybe training day. Um, okay. And a couple of other things. He is who's behind this biopic. I understand. Yep. So... That's that. Jafar's getting ready. And I mean, Jafar, what a name. How, um, how old is Jafar? Does it say? 26. Okay. 26. It will be interesting because I think when it comes to Michael Jackson biopics, much like any other a sort of like big famous icon, mm-hmm. they almost have to pick which period of time they want to sort of focus on. Because Jafar is giving thriller. Yeah. Because it's Jean. not. Yeah. It's not going to. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I would say that the biopics that try to tell a, the whole story of someone's life often miss the mark and sort of being selected. But you know what didn't? Jackson 5, The American Dream, where we got Jason Weaver singing Climb Every Mountain. And then and also in the Shake Club, the Titty Club, where jo- Joseph had them in places they didn't have no business being. No business. And evolving to, ah, ah, my hair. All I'm saying is... Jackson 5 and American Dream gave us everything that we needed. We don't need no more. <laughs> and that is Jade's position. <laughs> that is my position. Am I going to watch it? Probably. Probably. But Is it going to be like, <laughs> is it going to be in theaters or is it going to be to the networks? What are we doing? I don't actually, I don't know. Okay. It, what, what, let me see here. LA Times. What are you, what say you? Yeah, he's giving me. He's giving me thriller Billie Jean era of Michael Jackson. He's giving me off the wall era Michael Jackson. Um, it says film, whether that's going to be a streaming film or a movie theater film. I am not. Okay. And Fuquay, director of Training Day, The Equalizer, um, Will Smith's Emancipation. He is the one who is behind. He's directing this. Well, I just um, hope they get it right. That's all I'm saying. I hope they get I hope it right. so too. Like if we, I mean, it would be a gift if we were able to have Jackson 5 and American Dream and whatever the fuck this is going to be called in one lifetime. And they're both wonderful movies. Like never seen it done before, but you know, stranger things have happened. Um, so yeah, that is, that is that about, about that. Um, what else do we have on this docket this week? The Biden administration oh, Lord. is looking to essentially end the pandemic in May. Yes. What do you mean so, end? so, you know, the pandemic is a classification of a worldwide uh, oh, emergency. Um, that is what pandemic means. It is worldwide and it affects every person across the globe. I guess essentially... They are looking to maybe reduce it to an endemic. I think that was my understanding. Um, or or not make it an emergency case. 
um, any longer with things sort of returning to normalcy. Now, I know at first listen, that is like jarring as fuck, right? Because COVID is still going around. Um, people are still catching it. One of our, two of our good friends didn't make it to the Jeezy show because they, they caught COVID. And it's unfortunate like that this is the way that it's sneaking up on people. I think at this point, though, we've we understand that it that is not to take away the fact that this is a risk to certain individuals, especially those with compromised immune systems and so forth and so on. And I think a lot of illnesses can also be attributed, you know, can attribute to being more dangerous for those with compromised immune systems and so forth. So I think what my understanding of reading this was they are just reducing this down to a basically where it is not no longer a worldwide emergency. I feel like, so is the Biden administration leading or contributing to conversations? Cause I feel like this is a determination of the world health organization versus agreed sort of what the Biden administration, um, it's not like a decision that they would make. So I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, Toward the end of 2022, there were conversations amongst, you know, well, stories saying that the World Health Organization was um, considering that. But, um, you know, I, I, I agree. I feel like, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't want us to be hasty in our, in our um, sort of coming to terms with where we are in this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I fear that us airing, uh, you know, too close, you know, to just let's go back to normal, quote unquote, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will Agreed. force us back backwards as, a, as opposed to forward as it relates to, mm-hmm. to this thing. So I, I would encourage us. Well, I know that I, I speak for myself. I'm going to continue to be vigilant. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And I have come to really appreciate mask. And, yeah, and, especially and the, on airplanes. And just not having to share air with people that I do not know. But I recognize because, that some of us mm, are not there. Mm. And that's a personal choice. This is not my petty peeve, but do you know that I sat next to two booger pickers? Ew. What on my flight back from Atlanta? Un- so unacceptable. Weird. Weirdly enough, uh, Delta. Um, so I booked the the tickets. I've like a, you know a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I selected our seats. When I went to go check in for our flight, our seats were no longer together. They weren't the original seats that I chosen. That's never happened to me before. Odd. I've never had that happen. Very odd. I thought it was very odd. But I didn't want to be that person that went and was like, uh, me and my husband, because at that point, it's clear that we have a full flight. Mm-hmm. We need to get there. We're going to be together all weekend. I'll just deal with it. Right. But mm-hmm. I, I'm like, if I notice that, I'm glad to make note of this so that going forward, I can go double check this ahead of time. Right. So. Um, so we're sitting in different places. So on the way back, we both unfortunately had middle seats. Why mm. does Delta Comfort have middle seats? What is the point? But anyway, so we're both in middle seats. Unfortunate, but that's just what it is. Two booger pickers, a man to my left oh, and no. a woman to my right. A woman. Who, uh, who took up both of the armrests 
did not leave me a lick of space to my right. And then I'm trying to lean away from this man because he was the first one picking his nose. But this this bitch starts picking her nose later. And then, you know what she does? <coughs> and you know there wasn't a cover. I reposted I, a meme uh, earlier this week. I'm sorry I cut you off. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I reposted a meme saying that y'all are getting very comfortable coughing in public again. You know what the you know the crazy thing? I they've always been comfortable coughing in public because my mother is uh just as crazy of a germaphobe as I am. And um my mother actually used to scream at us and drill it into our heads. A cough and a sneeze stay in the air for 45 minutes. Now, whether that science is true or not, I cannot confirm. But all I know is it rings in my head when somebody sneezes or coughs in public that a cough or a sneeze stays in the air for a minimum of 45 minutes. And so, therefore, I have always been just psycho about people who cough and sneeze in public without covering or putting their heads in their shirts. And let me tell you something that elbow shit y'all do when you're in public, it does not motherfucking work. You need a handkerchief. You know, this, this don't work. Like contrary to everybody's belief, the elbow shit doesn't work. You need to put your head in your shirt. You, you call, (laughs) you can't, if you absolutely, then you have to do the best you, don't not do anything. Do the best you can, but try to, try to get to the shirt. So anyway, I just I was losing my mind and they were doing that. Um and I and that is where I got nervous reading this initially, but I said, you know what? Also like to be completely realistic, I may not love this, but we can't be in a pandemic forever. At some point, it's I guess they have to it can't be forever. I guess. I don't know. Or maybe it can be if that's what it is. I don't fucking know. I'm not part of the who. But <laughs> I like you said, I'm going to still keep wearing my mask in crowded areas and on on public transportation and on that includes planes, uh, metal buses in the sky. And oh, and do you know what else that man did? What man? He, he told me ahead of time. He was trying to be the one who was picking his nose the whole time with no shame. He told me uh, initially, he was like, oh, if you need to get out and go to the bathroom at any point, you just say the word and it won't be a problem. A, it wasn't going to be no problem. Period. But I understand he was trying to be kind, but mm-hmm. how stupid. But then also, I responded to him and I said, you don't have to worry about that because I don't use airplane bathrooms. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, it was very much like a, okay, you crazy fucking psycho bitch. But... <laughs> Also, you sat here and picked your nose the whole fucking time. So all you did was confirm how I feel about the general disgusting public. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> so <laughs> I was so irritated. I hate gross. I hate gross. It is, they were both gross. They were just gross. <laughs> I Yeah. I mean, people are people, cleanliness mm-hmm. is really a personal choice. Yeah, and that's really very unfortunate because I feel like it's those. That's one of the things that should be more of a universal standard or requirement, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there are evidently varying interpretations and degrees of cleanliness. I think that there needs to be an alarm in public bathrooms if somebody exits the stall and then doesn't approach the sink. That an alarm goes I off. I agree. Like I just. There's so many things in my dictatorship that I would implement in my society. (laughs) I wholeheartedly agree that we should be 
people should be named publicly for their <laughs> for yes. that kind of infraction because and it matters. Mm-hmm. It does on how because I will you are, engage you. You are a hazard, yes. a dangerous hazard to society. You're a filthy and and I even told I had to tell my parents and they busted out laughing. I was like, and I'm sorry, this is a lot of information, but I mean it's good things. Tristan was like, you know what? Because he's always been a clean person. We wouldn't be together. But, you know, sometimes you make your partner aware of certain things um, and you all make each other aware of certain things over time. Right. And so I think in my psych, my psychotic behavior at times, <laughs> um, he came home one day. and He goes, you know what? You know what I started doing? And I said, what? He said, I started washing my hands before I used the bathroom. Look at He's God. like, because I realized whatever I touched, I'm putting on my dick. That's right. <laughs> and I was like. I <laughs> because when you Love. know better, you do better. <laughs> you do better. And okay. that's just the bottom line. And so I told my mom, and my mom goes, oh, I'm gonna tell your father that. I commend With the all transparency. Of the he's been putting on his dick. Absolutely. And I did too. I was like, you are absolutely because yes, think about it. You go in there and you go straight to it's absolutely and true. Every, it's it's right absolutely on your wee wee. It's absolutely right on your wee wee. Absolutely true. So so absolutely I'm true. just you know, for all of my people out there. Um, who have to pull their penises out because I recognize that is a people thing. Uh, you might want to wash your hands because whatever you touch is on your penis. And also for all of my people with vaginas, um, it might be a good idea to cleanse your hands before you go into the bathroom stall because while you're not wiping with your hand, you know, close contact, just saying. Um, have you watched the Jonah Hill and Lauren London movie? What's it called? Who guess who's coming to dinner? No, I think it's called You People. You People. That's right. It seems to be such a hot topic of conversation, but I have not had the chance to indulge just yet. I have not watched. I, I have spoken with Latoya, who has watched, mm-hmm. and so I sort of got her general impression. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel safe in saying this here at the kitchen table. Um. I am not excited about um, things that are produced by Kenya Barris. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Not Um, always, no. I do recognize that he has had great success, and I respect that and, and acknowledge sort of the imprint that he has made. Um, with super successful shows like Blackish and Absolutely. Grownish and you know that whole sort of thing, but you know I would be remiss in failing to acknowledge mm-hmm. some of the very public and problematic statements he has said. Absolutely, and that yes. has absolutely colored the way in which I see him and his art. Emphasis on color, huh. Uh, huh. because that word of a choice lot was intentional. Ism, yes, it is. <laughs> you that just that add ism to the end of that, and that seems to be a common trope, right? And so, mm-hmm. I feel like this is an ongoing debate, and I would like to publicly state that I am not interested in going back and forth with the internet about this. No, not at all. Actually. And this does not mean that I'm not going to watch it. I am no, just saying that. You know, I take his movies and television shows with a grain of salt um, because of ways that I have 
been concerned in the past about how he sort of depicts certain narratives as, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, reflective of blackness. Uh Uh-huh. And a celebration of um, or a uplifting of certain skin tones, lighter skin tones. Oh, yeah. And I think it's and I, I don't have I don't even have any qualm. Or beef, or I, I, it, this is not me saying that the interests, perspectives, and experiences of biracial people uh, are not worthy of sort of being spotlighted in this way. But I don't no. care for the ways the conversation has been Thank handled you. when mm-hmm. he's been sort of questioned about choices uh-huh. that he's made as it relates to his approach to storytelling and casting. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, as a consumer, I re- I reserve the right to be selective. Again, that yeah. doesn't mean that I'm not going to support. I probably will at some point take a look at it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was impressed to be amongst the first people to watch it when it dropped because um, typically things that he has sort of put out have given me pause and I'm mm-hmm. I'm paused right now. <laughs> I And I think that's fair. I actually didn't know that he was... Um, he that, that that was his movie. I didn't know that he. And I'm excited about that. yeah. And I feel like I'm, I'm excited about seeing Eddie Murphy and Neil Long and Lauren London. Um, there were some things uh, that Toya mentioned that were kind of quirky to me. Um, that I'm interested in in going to sort of see for myself how they played on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. particularly I mean listen it's an interesting casting right and it's an interesting concept honestly yeah mm-hmm. it's not a concept it's not a brand new concept that no. we've never seen right hence me thinking it was called guess who's coming to dinner <laughs> um, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know if you know anything about Sydney Poitier mm-hmm. as uh, uppity Negroes like to Poitier. say um, <laughs> Poitier <laughs> uh, if you know anything about Sydney Poitier and you know all of that then you know this is not a new concept but it also I mean, obviously, yes, it looks entertaining and it's right. I have other opinions that I'll keep to myself. You know, I support um, those on the movie and um, their endeavors, uh, whether, you know, they're the most skillful or not. I, that's not really, uh, you know, that's not really here nor there. I just, I I will watch the movie at some point. I agree with you with Kenya Barris's viewpoint. I feel like he's been rather dismissive yeah. many times yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in his uh, in his response to um, valid questions that have been brought up um, to his as it pertains to his casting and storytelling. I also can recognize people's personal experiences, but also recognize where there could be a little bit more intention and thoughtfulness in how you respond to that. And that hasn't been the case. Right. So I agree with you uh, in those sentiments, uh, but I will watch to support the cast at some point. Yeah. And maybe we'll have a conversation and about it when we, we both. I, I look forward to that. To I will be up. open to that. And if there are those of you in uh, at the kitchen table or at our listening and within our listening community that, you know, want to want to be a part of the conversation or, or have specific questions or things you want me and Jay to speak to or look for, we're absolutely open to that as well. Um, and I mean, maybe even in the future, we can talk more about, how to sort of continue to support um, art and an artist um, while maintaining some accountability. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And because so, that is a thing. Yeah. And I'm not looking for folks like Kenya Barris to have the answer or to sort of, you know, uh, be able to address some of these larger systemic issues. But I do mm-hmm. feel like, like you said, there was a dis- there's a dismissiveness. And to me, mm-hmm. sort of like an overall resistance and unwillingness to even acknowledge that to you are participating the validity in of what's yes, being said. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. so that that is what is concerning for me. But you know, I'm not I'm not above uh you know, giving it a chance. I'm not closed. I'm not, you know, we don't we don't like we say all the time here, we're not like wholesale cancel culture. Cancel, cancel, cancel. So we we, we no, can No, I mean, you got to be an egregious motherfucker like yeah. you know who. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, I can't fuck with anything that you do on any level. Right. Um, but like you said, this industry is full of human beings. Yeah. And human beings have a tendency to fuck up. And if we if we believe otherwise, then we are going to be sorely disappointed for the remainder of our lives. Correct. Nobody here upholds all of rightness all the time. But I do think that there is an accountability that can definitely be had and spoken about um while having a, a nuanced conversation so um yeah i agree with you actually in that and i think that was a wonderful point to bring up um lastly you know i didn't i i, I didn't i don't want to talk about this but we have to mm-hmm. um the tyree nichols um case where he was murdered by the hands of six police officers, um, five of them being black, one of them being white. Uh, I think it came out uh, not too long ago as we're recording this that the sixth officer, the white officer, was released, um, but does not say convicted. Um, And I thought it an important conversation to have because... You know, a lot of people have questions uh, and sentiments and thoughts around it being all black police officers in a case of or being predominantly black police officers in a case of police brutality. And I think it's important to note that this is still um, a result uh, of white supremacy. Absolutely. Without question. There's still a result of white supremacy. I mean, Please go ahead. As the broader... Um, concept of policing mm-hmm. uh, was about the control mm-hmm. of bodies um, and protecting the interests of leadership um, whether that be the king or mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or I guess white <laughs> white male leaders that were leaders of this country during yeah. you know the the founding d- during this country's origin. Um, and I guess, you know, throughout time now, but, uh, you know, we've talked at great length around sort of how white supremacy functions as a systematic mechanism, um, of oppression and marginalization. And we've established Mm -hmm. as recently as last week that you don't have to be white to be anti-black. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, this is just another example of how, um, sort of values and 
and beliefs and uh, ideologies that black people have been steeped in for generations um, mm-hmm. will cause us all to sort of, uh, you know, consciously and subconsciously participate in mm-hmm. in in our own oppression. Um, and this is just a case of that, a, a very heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, traumatizing, disgusting display of mm-hmm. the, um, just how, you know, the world has been socialized to dehumanize and devalue the lives of black and brown people. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, you know, as we have said and will continue to say, say um, you know, this is just, this will never be not that. Um, so many people want to um, sort of, you know, raise the black on black crime flag and all of this mm-hmm. other nonsense. Um, but, you know, I was, uh, came across a, a, a James Baldwin quote today and I'm going to post it on my social this week. It's talk, but he basically said, I'll never know how a white person feels about me mm-hmm. as a black man. Mm-hmm. I can only be forced to conclude what they feel about me based on the state of their institutions. And yeah. so when we talk about institutions uh, like policing and education and, uh, you know, public policy, real estate mm-hmm. policy, work, working labor units, the ways in which we've been system- systematically excluded, um, mm-hmm. you know, how can we continue to act like we are embodying this idealism of all men are created equal <laughs> um, yes. when, yes. when the practice of our institutions has always proved otherwise. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so we will continue to keep the family um, of Tyree Nichols uh, lifted and prayer mm-hmm. um, and all of us as and especially also praying for those people who are on the front lines of this work, um, mm-hmm. continuing to speak truth to power um, despite the system's relentless objections and denial <laughs> about mm-hmm. what is really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you mm-hmm. to everyone who continues to show up and, and sit in front of the cameras and on microphones and saying, what needs to be said, uh, despite the ridicule that I know that you're getting. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, I mean, this is just another example. Of course, we keep having to have to say this over and over again because this violence continues to happen all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, and you know, yeah, we we just have these conversations constantly. We have the same very ghetto sentiments that vary between uh, um, abolish the police or or reform police reform. And honestly, I don't know what the answers are at this point because these narratives and these narratives just continue to to uh, play out. And it's really just it's hard to have to just listen to and 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 you can only imagine what the families are experiencing um because we it's not that we never think this is going to happen to us clearly because of you know the trajectory of what's been going on but also that's just not 
that's not the call that anybody deserves to receive. No. No. Um, and it doesn't even feel good that the officers face charges of second degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, official misconduct, and official oppression. It, that, that doesn't even feel good because it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, um, as much as we, that's not, that's not the tone that, that we're wanting. This is just, this is the tone of the world that we live in. And we'd be doing a disservice to us as a people by not having the, the uncomfortable conversations. Um, but with that being said, we want to send immense love and prayers, which never feels like enough um, to the loved ones of Tyree Nichols who are heartbroken right now. And I'm sure incensed and, and so many other uh so many other feelings um that's and that that just doesn't ever feel like enough right just doesn't woefully inadequate but still sincere still very sincere and heartfelt so y'all continue to stay safe keep yourself safe physically as as safe as you can physically as you can but also emotionally and mentally be cognizant of how much of this toxic information that you are ingesting and, mm-hmm. and the way that it is impacting you and take the yes. space and time that you need to try to, to, um, process, process. but, uh-huh. but, um, keep perspective as, but as best as we can mm-hmm. about, about mm-hmm. all that, that is happening to us and around us. But absolutely. We all we got, Absolutely. man. So have the conversations that you need to have with your people. And let yeah, your and emotions... all skinfolk and kinfolk also. Period. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know a lot of us, selves included, a lot of times um, want to believe that when we see somebody who looks like they might <laughs> uh, align with our viewpoints, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. Um, yeah. And that... that sometimes is a harder pill to swallow than maybe a straight up and down racist who would put a burning cross in your yard right because Mm -hmm. it just it hits harder you know what i'm saying it's like the calls coming from inside the house and that never feels good so but that's something that we do have to keep in mind all the skin folk ain't our kin folks and like melissa said last week uh being black doesn't make you pro-black don't okay let's talk about it it don't it don't make you pro-black. It, do, it doesn't even make you see the right side of things. Right. And um, I will leave that alone now because I ended the show on a very chaotic note last last <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the story I posted yes. with the man laughing and pissing off the other man? <laughs> I'm going to have to post that again for you all who missed it <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Let's move on to the shot out, please. I'm sorry. I know. I'm getting ugly again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, no. I have one more story. She going to apologize and then be chaotic. <laughs> Immediately following. <laughs> because it was so crazy. <laughs> what is going um, on with this show? One more. Because the, the world is chaotic, sister. And it's not funny by any means. It's extremely dangerous. But it... So we have talked about how people are getting veneers in uh, in people's <laughs> dining rooms, basements, Ooh, and um, kitchen kitchens. Risky behavior. Um, 
they it, they are taking it too many steps too far because now we have uh, fake nursing diploma schemes uncovered in Florida. Listen, I said this and I I was like, you know, we have to pay attention because in a in 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 what a time right where a place like Florida would be so hell bent and so riled up and we, and and. and you know, devote all of their main story coverage to attacking an AP African-American studies course, right? Whole time, you can get a nursing degree in Florida for $100. You can get a license, Maybe. not a, just a degree, but you can you can become a, a licensed, license. quote, quote, not real license. Quote. You can mm-hmm. purchase a license to, 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 to be a nurse. And be responsible for the health and well-being of other people. Where you then go into public health spaces and you administer medication and all types of other things that could fully take somebody out. What the fuck? And 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 every and I saw people at what about the vetting process? Like, what is happening? You know what the problem is? Hospitals and Clinics and so forth and so on are so understaffed, Pressed. so because in, in, of the in dire need. awful, yes. awful uh, uh, ways that our government and our our country handles everything. <laughs> they are so understaffed. My sister has told me no less than four times in the last probably year and a half. She's a registered nurse in New Orleans. She has told me no less than four times in the last, how many times her hospital is getting ready to lay off a bunch of nurses. And then she ends up, they end up renewing certain contracts and like, oh, we're only going to do it for this long. But she's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have me a job in two weeks because they talking about, and I'm like, so what, who is going to, because you, my sister is a, um, a, a ER nurse. She assists in surgeries a surgical nurse she assists in, in emergency surgeries okay so like she's very callous to many things because of all of the things that she has to see on a daily basis but she is an, an er surgical nurse and they are talking about laying off a bunch of them what the, but y'all but these niggas is get are buying degrees for a hundred dollars we are in the price of some headphones perilous times you buy yourself a nursing degree and some airpods my what the nursing degree is less than the AirPods, sister. Less. Isn't that That's something? crazy. That's crazy. Okay, what but a time listen, to be alive. We have got to be... What about about? We have got to be very di- diligent and vigilant <laughs> about being yeah. informed consumers. We cannot trust <laughs> its uh, policies and that people are doing what they say that they're doing. We have to be willing yeah. to go above and beyond, ask questions, um, and and checking the credibility and the credentials of the people who mm-hmm. we are paying to to keep keep us safe and well. Yep. Um, yep. So y'all just be informed, okay? Ask questions, mm-hmm. um, advocate for yourself. Um, I mean, because we what a ghetto, what a ghetto world, what, what a time. I hate it, it's and I think to myself, <laughs> what a ghetto world. What a ghetto full world. Ghetto full. Get <laughs> ghetto full. I'm sorry. I think I'm going to call that this episode. Ghetto full. Ghetto full world. <laughs> and I think to myself. Oh my All right, let's get into a shout out. <laughs> yes, let's. 
house is popping right now, Larry. All right, you all. It is time for a shout out. And we have a listener submission this week, which I thought was such an awesome, awesome shout out to be able to do. It says, greetings, Dr. Key and Chef Jade. I'm writing to you on behalf of the Best Me Conference, a day-long event dedicated to celebrating and empowering black women. Yes. Our conference will take place on April 1st, 2023 in Hayward, California, and will feature a lineup of dynamic speakers and interactive workshops focused on the theme of the soft life, which encourages attendees to create comfortable and fulfilling lives that align with their personal values. I love the definition. We believe that this conference is an important opportunity to support and uplift black women, and we're seeking promotion to help make it it a success. Well, here it is, baby. (laughs) As a longtime listener of the podcast and member of Hashtag Team Typing Fast. Go ahead, girl. I can say that the content that you share with us on a weekly basis has truly been a source of joy, inspiration, and information. Oh, man. What you both contribute to the podcast space is important, particularly for black women who we know are often in search of community and fellowship. And I know for me, when I moved from Queens, New York, to Jackson, Mississippi, Queens, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, (laughs) y'all. Your podcast really got me through feelings of being homesick. Just hearing the New York wash over me, soothed my spirit, something serious. And the culture shock, that Southern culture really took, took time for me to adjust to. And it was nice to jump back into familiar waters. I would love it if you would consider sharing information about our upcoming conference to the Getting Grown community. We're thrilled to do it. Um... So we are going to have all of the the Eventbrite links in the conference website, which is www.thebestmeconference.com, listed in the description box, a place where you can find all of the shit that we talk about. (laughs) What is happening? happening? (laughs) Because they don't like to read the description box. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, XD, XD is on the same wave that I boy. But I want you all to get this information, so that's why I speak to you in in fierce love. Okay. I want you to hit up the bestmeconference.com, uh, hit up the link in the description box as well as the Eventbrite link so that you can get all of the information. I think this is such an awesome initiative for black women. I love when black women do things to take care of black women. Like you said, we all we got. Uh, and I thought this was just a really, really dope shout out to do so Wondrous. thank you to julia julia dorsey who wrote in to let us know about the best me conference hey julia y'all check julia! out check out the conference information support if you can thanks for being such a great supporter of this show julia um and yeah y'all ready to kick it to the next segment sis we're ready to get on over to the next segment let's head on over this week's honesty box is brought to you by the tabitha brown for target vegan food and kitchen collection Tabitha Brown brightens days like no one else. Now, the actress, vegan, and social media phenomenon is partnering with Target to bring the world more vibrance, candor, and joy. With delightful everyday favorites to the kitchen uh, and pantry, her latest limited-time collection will bring love to every gathering. Vegan eating isn't boring if you have a little fun with it. Try new and unexpected recipes and experiment with ingredients you've never tried. Whether you're looking for a meatless Monday dinner idea or challenging yourself to a plant-based January. This collection makes eating vegan easy and delicious. Tab says, good food, good mood. The Tab of the Brown for Target Vegan Food and Kitchen Collection is available now at Target and Target.com for a limited time only. Honestly, truly. 
Guess what we starting back this week, y'all. Or guess what we're doing this week, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Honesty box. <laughs> I'm doing that Oprah hand shaking. <laughs> Move. Um, so hello Jaden Kia. Feel free to give me a pseudonym of your choosing oh, wow. if you read this on the show. So sister, do your do your do. Uh Gail King. Gail King says, I'm not sure if this will be read by by you both or not, but I can completely relate to your grandmother being your first best friend. I was blessed enough to grow up with my maternal and paternal grandparents, as well as paternal great grandparents. My great grandfather. Same, actually. Mm -hmm. Same, actually, Gail King. Um, My great grandfather passed when I was in elementary school and my great grandmother passed while I was in college, as well as my maternal grandfather. Recently, my maternal grandmother has been on hospice and has recently made a fast decline. Mm. I have some of the best memories with my grandmother that I know others are not blessed enough to experience. My grandmother taught me how to use a sewing machine at a young age. I helped her bake cakes for the house or other family members, and you could always count on her for a good laugh. My grandparents and great-grandparents were like bonus parents for me. I knew I could count on them for a good laugh and a life lesson. Although my maternal grandmother is still with us, I know she won't be for much longer. This will be a hard loss for me, but I know she's lived a beautiful life and will no longer suffer once she makes her transition. I do encourage those who have grandparents to cherish the relationship that you have, as I've been with mine and will continue. Life is too precious and short to not take the opportunity to foster healthy family relationships. I'm forever grateful for what this podcast has brought and will continue to bring to me. Thank you both so much for what you do. Gail King. Oh, Gail King, girl, we love you, and we are praying we for do. you. You are not are in it by you. yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And thank you so much for honoring your grandmother and sharing her life with us. We are very grateful to have learned mm-hmm. about her uh, and to be connected to you. Thank you so much. Yes, very much so. And um, you spoke a word, right? I, I complain about cleaning up my grandmother's house and I will continue to do so. <laughs> uh, but um, I think we're some, you're living somewhere in between the two of us right now, right? Kia mm. recently just um, experienced a, a, a very heavy loss of her grandmother. And while my grandmother is not on hospice and we send you so much love um, while you're in this space, uh, my grandmother's 87 Right. So I do have many conversations with myself where it's like, call her, talk to her when you feel it. But also. My cousin passed away last week, right, or two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. excuse me, and um, my grandmother called me and she was heartbroken. My other cousin passed away uh, about a month and a half ago. Uh, her son, she lost her first child, her son, last year. She lost her son-in-law last year, a couple of months before we lost my other uncle. So it's been a series of loss, and she's tired, mm-hmm. right? She lost her husband nine years ago, the man she's been with since she was 16 years old, about to hit 64 years of marriage uh, when he passed. So she's tired. She's experienced a lot. She's dealt with a lot, and I know that. I don't have 15 more years with her, Mm. you know? And so I send you so much love while you're in a place where she's not gone, but you're, 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 you're 
dealing with and accepting uh, the reality that's in front of you as much as it hurts. Um, and so, Gail King, I send you so, so, so much love and so many hugs. And I sit right with you and really appreciating when we're when we have the ability to have those healthy relationships, because I know everybody doesn't have that either. Um, I sit with you and really cherishing those. For sure. Uh, and I know Kia does as well. Absolutely. And uh, just want to add that, you know, sometimes we can think of these things in very limiting, linear, either or kind of ways. But what mm-hmm. my journey with grief is teaching me every day is that all of our emotions can and should coexist. That's it. So you can grieve, um, but also make room and space in your heart for joy um, because joy yes. and grief can and should coexist. So be joyful and appreciative and, and um, encouraged by all of the mm-hmm. amazing, amazing memories that you have with your grandma. I Absolutely. talk about her often, tell stories about her, say all the things that she used to say. Um, Cause those things will bring you joy and comfort even while you are also managing um, and learning to live with your grief. Absolutely. Absolutely. But love, 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 love to you. So much Absolutely. love to you, Gail King. Love you. And um, you may continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we're going to move on to the black person self-care. Show you right. I deserve this week in self-care, I am fully embracing uh, the, the changes that come with aging. Hey. Um, and aging fabulously, might I add. Uh, but, you know, I'm recognizing things that I have been doing or habits that I have that don't really serve me. Simple things. If I just took some time to pay attention to, uh, you know, I can make my life easier on a day to day basis. This is really small, but it is not so small because it's made a huge difference. A small change that has had a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Um, as Jay knows, but as I feel like. Uh, you know, won't surprise many of you. I don't like to wear shoes. I don't. I prefer, <laughs> especially when I'm home. I prefer very much to be barefoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just my. That is when I am just the most happiest uh, when my toesies are just free to roam and do what they do. Um, yes. but I also acknowledge that I have. A very flat foot. And as such, it's not always the best or the most comfortable for me to be barefoot. Mm -hmm. Especially Mm -hmm. I've noticed since I've been working out, uh, walking and running more. Mm -hmm. um, I notice things that sort of set me up and set my body up for success. And I don't struggle as much with my joint pain or even mm-hmm. recovery from workouts. Um, I feel like my feet, you know, I wasn't really taking care of my feet all that well in that me walking mm-hmm. around the house barefoot wasn't good for my fallen arches. 
And so what did I do? I searched for some house shoes with arch support. All right. And I was able to find a pair that were not just alarmingly ugly. I love that. Uh, But they are like, you know, a little in the house, Um, you know, uh, think Birkenstocks, but like, you know, just for the house, house shoes. I I love that. Um, Actually, I'd love for you to send me some. Yes, I I will send you the link. I Mm. have been wearing them the last few days and just I mean, it has been I mean, the the relief, the just the the. I have been, it's been exponential. It's like, whoa. I love that. Whoa. I, that. I didn't realize that me walking around on my bare feet, even though I thought I was comfortable, I was actually doing more harm than good. And my arches deserve support. They do deserve support. Even when system. I am at home. So I am trying to get into the habit, building the habit of just doing a better job of, uh, you know, making sure that my, my feet are healthy and well. And so I love that. My arch support. Um, I'll show you, sis. Let me see. Oh, they are. They're a Birkenstock for the crib. A Birkenstock for the crib. And they have arch support in here, right? Right. Some padded arch support. They have a sturdy heel so that if I need to run outside to the mailbox or to get a package, you know, yes. I can do that. But yeah, I got them from down to the Amazon and they are just. A delight. And that's what I did I, in self-care. So, you know, I bought the rubber um, Birkenstocks for the crib because I, with me cooking and stuff, mm-hmm. I, I need some support. I don't, I'm, I don't have flat feet, but I, you just, it hurts mm-hmm. and it's not good for your back and your body for you to be standing just on the kitchen floor. So I do Crocs or I do um, the rubber Birkenstocks, but I'm very curious about these specific ergonomic mm-hmm, mm-hmm, fluffy mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. Go ahead and link me to that. Will do. Okay. Well, my black woman self care this week. Um, <clears throat> I kind of have a part B t- part two to it in the petty peeve to end the show on a positive note, mm-hmm. but there's still chaos in my petty peeve. But oh, Lord. um now, I've I've been very serious about my skincare for some time now. You know, we talk openly about Exora Botanical Beauty. That's not just an ad. That's actually products that I use. Same. Uh, and purchase. You know, and purchase. Um, I have other products that I incorporate into my regimen that are my tried and trues. Um, and sometimes I switch certain things up, like when I travel, but with another tried and true travel sizes, because I think that's good for my skin as well. Uh, but... Our conversation with Melissa Beck really sat with me last week. And I, you know, while I don't know about shaving the peach fuzz off the side of my face now, I was very gung-ho about it in the moment. I, I, too, <laughs> I too have sort of peeled back. But I, I said that I was going to yeah. schedule the service, but have yeah. a conversation with my esthetician to That's see it. if I so, really need it. Yeah, And that's just, you know, every, different strokes for different folks. Consultation. Um. But what she what she said that really what she said that really sat with me was um, getting those elbows right. Mm. I already get the back of my hands, but it's those elbows where I didn't I just didn't, didn't even think about. Didn't know. You know they I moisturize them regularly, but like to really kind of focus on them a bit, 
was 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 a new a new one for me. I'm not gonna hold you. So I bought myself a few more skincare products <laughs> um, that are part of my tried and true line. Uh, in addition to my Exora Botanical Beauty products that I used, I said there's nothing wrong with adding a couple more things to this regime. You know what I'm saying? We all—I don't know if we all, but I know in the pandemic, I sat and watched Jada Pinkett do her skincare routine for three hours or however long it took. And so I was like, if I add a couple more products to my regime, it's not going to do anything but boost and assist. So I bought myself a couple more products with things that I need in them. Um, and I've really been hitting these elbows oh, yeah. in addition to, you know, the decolletage, the face, moving up, the hands, all of that. You know, make sure you note that if you didn't already know. But them elbows got me, nigga. I, too, so have I'm, been giving them much more attention. Absolutely. I might even use a smidge more product Same. just because you got to hit those areas the way you got to hit them. And if that means that you just have to re-up a little more often, well, that's just the price that you pay. Oh, yes. That's it. And there's that just also not to say there's anything wrong with aging because I don't want that to be misconstrued. I actually think aging is a beautiful thing. Um, but if I can, you know, shave a couple of years off my elbows, then I also don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm going to get the, I'm going to have this, this wrinkly ass forehead though. Sometimes I'd be looking right like a little English bulldog. <laughs> so, but let's move on to these petty peeves. Let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. I've been giving y'all Easter eggs for this petty peeve. So let's get into it. So I told you all about the Jeezy show. And, you know, that weekend that I had planned for Tristan. And I was really excited. I was so hyped to, like, get give him the gift. So when I told him last week, I was so excited to like let that off my chest because I was holding it. And then obviously I was really excited for us to be able to just get dressed up and have a really nice night out and a weekend to get weekend getaway together. And, you know, a quick one. I, I just was looking forward to it. And I'm like, you deserve to be celebrated immensely this year. Well, had the whole thing planned out. Usually I don't travel the day of events, but I said, you know, I'm not trying to take too much time away from his work. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to plan this thing early in the morning. We're going to get there by this time. We're going to do the things we need to do. We're going to have plenty of time to get ourselves ready, you know, where it feels easeful and it feels good. And then we get on our flight at 8.30 a.m. We're supposed to arrive in Atlanta at like 11 a.m., I don't sleep the night before getting the house together and getting myself together. So obviously I passed out instantaneously on the plane. I was uh, awakened, uh -oh. just snapped right out of my seat, out of my sleep about 10, 15 a.m. Because we were doing an emergency landing in Philadelphia. Oh, no. Now, how do you take an 8.30 a.m. flight and do an emergency landing at 10 15 a.m you might wonder it takes 45 minutes on a plane to get to dc okay right. philly's even Less closer than that. than that right there's not even any direct flights from new york to philly because it is such a short distance we are like an hour and 40 minutes driving from philly so how has all that time 
Well, what happened while I was sleeping was something happened with the air pressure in our in our plane. Hence why I was snapped out of my sleep because I was having trouble breathing. Oh, yeah. We then had to do the emergency landing in Philly. So we they had to do a U-turn. They had once they realized like it was really a problem. They had to do a U-turn and land in Philly, which was the closest airport because I think we had gotten to Delaware. So that's how it ended up de- being 1015. So we get to Philly. And obviously, the entire plane is trying to figure out okay. their plans because this is a whole pl- emergency landing. <clears throat> well, I felt awful because a, a black lady who I ended up talking to on the line was heading to one of her very close friend's funerals. And she was like, if I don't make this memorial service, I'm not going to be able to go to the burial tomorrow because it's just for the family. Mm-hmm. So I felt awful for her. And I... It, just the whole thing was very frustrating. We didn't pull out of Philly until 5 p.m. Wow. The show was at 8 p.m. We landed in Atlanta at 7 p.m. Jeez. So how? So shout out to my pops who ran all of the last minute errands that Tri- like Tristan had things that he was set to pick up at one location from his cousin, just a couple of accoutrement for his tux. My dad went, ran, picked all of that stuff up. Like while we were in the Philly airport and realized that shit was just going all the way left. Thank God. I, 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 I was supposed to get a pedicure. Thank God. I brought myself a pair of stockings. So I said, all right, we're going to switch up this look and we're giving it Japanese street fashions. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to wear tights with open toe shoes and I'm going to make it funky and I'm going to make it cute. And that's what I did. Right. <laughs> and it was cute. And cause I couldn't put these toes, couldn't set these toes out. <laughs> I did not get to put on one single lick of makeup, <laughs> not one, which I know people love to come. You don't need makeup. That's fine. You're getting informal evening wear yeah. for a black tie event. You want to do a little extra something for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to do a lick of that. But we still made it. We were only about 15 minutes late. And had the grandest of times. Now, I'm so, so my pet in Delta going to try and give us some food vouchers. And a little funky $100 voucher. Nigga, y'all just ru- ruined people's weekends. Y'all know what people had planned. And I'm not saying that emergencies can't happen. But there's got to be. I just feel like people waiting from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. A whole plane of people. There's no contingency plans in place. And y'all know airlines have been acting up. And yes, I am still suing American Airlines. And it's still fuck Donna. But anyway. <laughs> Oh no, we in the process, baby. I'm just and I'm leaving it right there. Um, so I was irritated with that. Now, how I'm gonna end this on a positive note before I pass this over to Kia because I've talked too much, is I had the thought multiple times, but also in your own frustration of dealing with a situation in real time, even with uh optimistic thoughts and things like that, is still like this fucking sucks. But the other part of the petty peeve, the second part, I'm sorry, sis, is that when it came time to actually get on that final flight, I, I walk up and the, the, I buzz my boarding pass and go, ah. Oh, Lord. Lady goes, you're not supposed to be on this flight. I said, the fuck I'm not. Okay, okay. 
Here's my original boarding pass. Did you rebook yourself? I did not. I followed every instruction that you all said. Call this 1-800 number. They gave us, they was passing out green cards because the line was so long for people trying to pass out. Call this, call Delta, call this line. I said, I followed every step that I was told. I am absolutely supposed to be on this flight. Well, the lady starts acting like she's doing me a favor, like I'm a standby passenger. Well, you're just going to have to see. I'm just going to have to see what I can do. You have to see what you can do. Lady, I was just already inconvenienced from 10 o'clock along with the rest of these people. How all of a sudden am I not supposed to be on this flight? Oh, Lord. Anyway, after all that happened, this black lady comes up to me and she says, first of all, that was fucked up. She was like, but I want you to know there's some sort of protection here. And there's a reason why you didn't end up on that flight. And I said, you know what? I definitely had that thought, but thank you for, for, for affirming it and for helping me to really pivot, Mm. um, my thought process because you're right. Right. A lot of times rejection is protection. And that is, we are, we are, there's something else happening that we are, and it doesn't always feel good, right? That's right. It doesn't sis. always feel good. I'm proud of you. I am so proud of you right now, man. So I was like, she's absolutely right. I can't even be mad at what she just came and said. That was affirming. Um, but also this fucking sucks. I so. mean, cause those two things can and can should exi- be true at the same time. Both. And as we talked about in our honesty, absolutely. Box. Absolutely. So that's my very long, Petty peeve. What's yours? I feel like mine is just like so insignificant. After, <laughs> after that, I was just going to say very, very um, briefly that I know that, that the Biden administration don't think we see it or notice it. But uh, I I know that the gas prices is creeping back up. Okay. Oh, oh, I saw that 350, whatever the fuck. I said, now, wait a minute here. We're going mm-hmm. in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going on, but people need to tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten tighten up. up. It's still fuck trick daddy, but tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening to another episode of Getting Grown. If you are watching on Patreon, you have seen me eat my dinner at the kitchen table. I thank you to mind your business. Okay, because I'm doing my best. And I made sure. I don't want to hear no qualms. I made sure that y'all did not hear me chewing in the microphone one time. Not one time. Not one time. Because I'm a professional. Meanwhile, they heard this the whole time. Because what? I am not a professional. (laughs) No, no, no. But I thank y'all. Okay? We have two jobs. We have several jobs. And we have doing our best to survive. And the food came. Uh, And I just was not going to sit here and let it get cold. I couldn't do it. I know. I I understand. I and I, I I saved mine because I was like, we can't I can't sit here and eat fajitas in front of y'all. That's well, yes. crazy. But <laughs> I'm trying to be discreet as possible. But listen, we're doing our good. best. I, I we're doing you our best. Good. Thank y'all so much. We love y'all so much. Uh getting grown is 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 uh getting ready to be six years old. We're excited. We're planning some new and exciting things to take our selves um and our community to the next level. Thank y'all for riding with us, sticking it out all these years. Um, mm-hmm. And we are going to continue to show up and give you guys the best content that we got. Thank you to all of our sponsors and to you, all of our listeners. Take us out, sis. Tell them what they should do. 
All right. Make sure you're drinking that water, hydrating those internals. It's very, very important. We talked about skincare. You got to do that from the inside. What? Out. Mm -hmm. Second of all, mind your business. Unless, unless it's getting ready to cause vast harm on the majority of the people around you. But other than that, mind your business, okay? It is the best way. Don't worry about what Key is eating for dinner. Don't worry about where <laughs> I be at. Just mind it. And lastly, make sure you're hitting those elbows, those in between those toes, the back of those heels, your that face, that decolletage, that lower back, because she gets ashy. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. Y'all be good. Some of your blacks are already ashy. Listen, Remember that. And and there and there it might be time for you to reverse the damage if you follow our instructions. From the but, internals. Thank you. Yes. Bye. But don't be hateful, because that won't <laughs> matter. Okay, bye. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.